Games rated RP to M. Welcome to Nintendo Power Podcast. This episode, we talk about lots of big new games coming this year to Nintendo Switch. My name is Chris Slate. Joining me today are Bill Trennan from Nintendo Treehouse. Hi, Bill. Good morning. And Anthony Foster from the social media team here at Nintendo of America. Hi, Anthony. How's it going, Chris? Great, great. So thanks for coming on the show. And hey, guys, I don't know if you're aware, but we just had a new Nintendo Direct. Yes, we did. Oh, yeah. Yep. And there was a lot (laughs) of great game announced for this year that had me very excited. So let's jump right in and talk about two of the biggest ones, starting with Super Mario Maker 2. Uh, Now, this was announced for this June, so it's just a few months away. And I don't know about you guys, but I put like 600 hours into the original (laughs) Super Mario Maker. Wow. And this might be, of all the the great games that are coming out this year, for me, this might be the one I'm looking forward to the most. Well, yeah, and of course, it's it's Super Mario Maker 2. So they've gone in and they have added in a whole bunch of new elements that you didn't have in the original Super Mario Maker. Um, Of course, the, the biggest kind of new addition is what a lot of people wanted, which was the ability to create actual slopes uh, within mm-hmm. the game. Um, but there's beyond that, there's tons of new stuff in there that I think a, a sharp-eyed viewer may have noticed in the trailer. Speaking of which, <laughs> uh, I don't know that I'm very sharp-eyed, but I did go frame by frame and watch this trailer <laughs> about a dozen did. times. And I caught quite a bit. Um, like you said, the most notable new addition are the slopes, which I was one of those people that was really looking forward to that. I just want to do those Mario butt slides right through the line of Goombas. Yep. Um, that's always a lot of fun. And um, also, but even before that, I think the first thing you see, uh, Anthony, is the new kind of um, kind of wheel-based uh, selection system for the tool palettes. Obviously, yeah. uh, a lot of people were wondering how if another Super Mario Maker game ever did come to Nintendo Switch, how would they adapt that, inter- uh, um, you know, the way you interact? Because the original game was really built around that additional two-screen option you had with the Wii U. Yeah, and, you know, kind of from, from what from what I saw, it looks like, you know, really intuitive. And, you know, I kind of had the same question, you know, immediately as soon as I, as soon as I saw, you know, just the game poem. I'm like, well, how do you, you know, kind of do the same things? And, you know, just kind of understanding Nintendo Switch now and just kind of the way people are playing, um, it definitely seems like, you know, it's it's super intuitive and uh, it's not going to be difficult for somebody who's also new to Super Mario Maker to, you know, jump in and, and start making these, you know, really cool courses. Yeah, it stages. seems that way. I mean, I've, I haven't played the yeah. game yet, obviously, but it's it looks very snappy and I really like the way that the wheels seem to arrange all of the different um, items by category, uh, you know, like uh, enemies or items or terrain which is something that the original game didn't necessarily do unless you went in there and manually rearranged them mm-hmm. yourself. So it, it looks like it could be even even like faster to use. Yeah, I mean, the team's definitely looked at, obviously, the, the original game, and, and they've you know looked at how can they really make that the best experience possible on Nintendo Switch. So uh, hopefully when people get their hands on it, they'll, they'll find that uh, the team's done a really great job of, of really making it accessible and usable and, and fun to still kind of create and build your, your courses. Mm-hmm. And another thing that I noticed right off the bat was a new style, uh, Super Mario 3D World. Yep. Yep. And yeah, I mean, it was great to see Cat Mario back. <laughs> and uh, the, the clear pipes. <laughs> yeah, the clear pipes, which oh, you can cool. like throw fireballs yeah. into and have them come out the other side. So already I'm thinking about new puzzle elements I can put in my levels. Um, you can even see the enemies go into mm-hmm. those clear pipes. And, um, and then, of course, just uh, the Super Bell 
uh, power-up to be able to turn into Cat Mario that we see in the trailer. You even can place inside those bell-shaped trees, just like in the game. And, yeah. Well, in yeah. Super Mario 3D World. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it's, it's really cool, too, because uh, for, you know, somebody like me or who, you know, played the original Super Mario Maker and played older Mario games, you know, you kind of got that designer itch. Like, you kind of want to be a game designer in your own right and play this game to make your own stages and kind of play that role. And uh, with Super Mario, the, the world style in there now, um, I wonder, you know, if there's a lot of uh, maybe new Switch owners or, or younger gamers, you know, who have uh, played maybe that game. Like, oh, wow, I really want to, you know, create something like this. And so it's really cool that that kind of opens a new door for, for those people. Yeah, I think that's a great point because, you know, I tend to gravitate when I make my levels more toward the old school kind of pixel art Mario games because those are the ones that I grew up with. Um, but for newer generations of players, it could be that Super Mario 3D World was the first game they, they, they jumped on with. So it makes all the sense in the world to yeah. continue to update those styles. And, and um, you know, I, I just think that uh, another thing about adding in the Cat Mario functionality is you saw a lot of the, the really well-made levels for the first game would take one particular play mechanic and really max it out. You'd really have to master it and learn it in new ways. And I just can't wait to see what people do with climbing. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Climbing was such a big part of the of Cat Mario, and um, and then just even you know I just love the motion of Cat Mario. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Super fun. And then you've got um, you know a lot of those recognizable Super Mario 3D World areas in the backgrounds too, and that's something else I noticed watching the trailer over and over was that uh, there seems to be some new backgrounds for the, each of the styles. Um, you know, I think there was. Uh, uh, the part where you see kind of the angry sun from Super Mario Brothers 2 chasing you, there was like a, a desert area with palm trees in the background. So uh, that's something else that, that I would appreciate having in my levels is more variety and yeah. what they can actually look like. Yeah, it just goes to show, you know, I saw so much stuff in that trailer. And you said you put like, you know, 600 hours into the uh, the first game. I mean, you must just be like, <laughs> I'm going to put a thousand hours you know, when this game comes out, just because now there's all these other things that you're talking about, uh, just to add on top of some of the things you're going to be picking up, you know, from remembering playing the uh, Super Mario Maker uh, 1, so. Yeah, and I mean, you know, there were so many options in the original Super Mario Maker, um, and I think in some in some cases having limitations, uh, I think just like maybe, I think back to maybe what Mr. Miyamoto and Mr. Tezuka experienced when they created those original um uh, Super Mario games is you you had such technological limitations that it forces you to be creative in mm -hmm. how you use them. And um, so I appreciated that. But at the same time, of course, you always want to, once you push those limits, you always want a little bit more. So, you know, even with enemies, I, I, I've made a list here of the ones that I noticed uh, that weren't in the original game. You know, you've got um, a super piranha plant um, that kind of lunges at you now. You've got that blue guy with the horns. I think he's called Bully that will like bump you off of a level. You've got Sting Bee, which is the bee, and Porky Puffer, which is the purple spiky fish, and the mouse called uh, Skip Squeak and things like that. It just seems like there's going to be a lot of new options. Well, and then, of course, the other thing that I'm excited about is just with the portable nature of Switch, being able to take it on the road and, you know, be able to build anywhere. You know, if I'm sitting on a mm. plane and I've got a couple hours to blow on, a, on an airplane ride, just being able to sit there and, like, spend a long flight, mass, like, building sort of the perfect level, um, I think that's going to be, you know, really handy. Yeah, some of your best creations can come from a, you know, road trip with mom, dad, or <laughs> <laughs> that's wait, right. waiting in the airport. <laughs> Whenever inspiration strikes, that's right? right. Yeah. And uh, just a few other things I noticed um, uh, 
you know, I mentioned the different backgrounds. There was like a Super Mario World kind of woods background. And also in the trailer you see in that, in that scene, um, like rising and lowering water, which wasn't in the last game. And um, you've you've uh, you've clearly watched this oh, trailer yeah. many times. Breaking it down. <laughs> you know what I did is I actually watched this trailer so many times, and then I immediately went back to Super Mario World. I mean, sorry, uh, Super Mario Maker on Wii U, and spent like another dozen hours making a whole new level. So I, wow. I, I've also refreshed in my mind exactly what was in that original game. Uh, one of the more obvious additions in, in the trailer for the new game is the on-off blocks, mm, which yep. is the kind of thing I think a lot of people will really get really creative with. Um, there's that big kind of exclamation mark block that, uh, that's from Super Mario 3D World where you bump oh, yeah. into it and it creates platforms. Yep. Um, there was a red pipe. I don't know why a red, red pipe is in there, but I saw one. <laughs> and little parachutes for enemies so they can kind of float down. Um, oh, and then the, uh, this is something that was really pointed out in the trailer that seems like a great idea is that little bird icon where you can kind of place a, one bird in one location and then move the bird to the next location. And the camera will move in that direction. Oh, uh, yeah. Which is great for those like airship levels where the yeah. camera always kind of has a mind of its own. And there's little man. Games. Yeah. You like analyze this. this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Back in my old uh, uh, Nintendo Power Magazine days, I probably would have done a whole feature just on all yeah. these little things that we found out. I had no idea you were such a Mario Maker fan. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Chris and I, yeah, <laughs> I've talked in the past about his uh, Mario Maker hours that he's put into the game. <laughs> it's, it's an obsession. Some other folks in the treehouse know how obsessed I am with making these. And actually, uh, I got lucky in that I made like a... Um, like an NES tribute level that recreated a lot of uh, like classic NES games um, using the, the character costumes in the original game. And for whatever reason, it, it just kind of hit at just the right time early on and ended up getting a lot of uh, people playing it. So um, that just encouraged me oh, to yeah. make more and more and to try to fill up all those little medallions on my um, profile. So yeah, that became an obsession for sure. And also my son is really into it. He's kind of an aspiring coder. He wants to make games when he gets older. And so this was a great... Uh, you know, jumping on point for him to oh, kind yeah. of learn, you know, basic game design. Yeah. And um, so it's also something we really bonded over. We would make levels for each other and challenge each other all the time. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Really so, cool. And, you know, we both have our own Nintendo Switch systems. So, yeah. It, it's yeah. it's going to be on again when this new game comes out. Yeah, definitely. Just kind of like how it even how it strikes the young game designer in you. Now it's striking the just a little bit older game designer in me. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I, I haven't been able to scratch you know scratch that you know. So uh, you know with Super Mario Maker two, I'm I'm gonna definitely be putting a lot of hours. Maybe not you know getting to five hundred a thousand as fast as you, Chris. <laughs> but uh, I'll try. <laughs> I'll be trying at least. Yep, man, it's gonna be great sharing those levels around the office. All right, so the next big game that I want to focus in on from the Nintendo Direct was The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Bill, this was the biggest surprise for me. I never would have expected this game. Yeah, I mean, this is, it's been, uh, you know, the team's been working on it for a while now. But for me, this is, I was so excited that this game was coming to Nintendo Switch. Um, if you th th think back, it's, you know, one of the earlier Zelda games that I think has been really ripe for being recreated that has never been redone, at least not since uh, the Game Boy Color version, which obviously was just a, a color, upgraded color version of the original uh, and only separated by a few years. And so um, it's such a phenomenal game. Um, and I'm excited just because of, 
you know, with the, the top-down approach, it means that you've got a game that obviously is, if you're a fan who grew up on Link's Awakening like I did, um, you're going to love this. If you're new to the Zelda series or, you're, you know, your first experience with Zelda has been on Switch or you're new to Switch and you have never tried a Zelda game, uh, the top-down approach of it, I think, is something that's going to be really appealing for a really broad audience. And then, and then the graphics or I don't know what your thoughts were but I, I absolutely adore them <laughs> yeah, yeah that that was one of the biggest surprises yeah. and I thought it looked amazing I think what about you yeah it's super refreshing um, and you know as Bill kind of mentioned you know there are a lot of people who you know Breath of the Wild that might be your first Zelda game or even prior to Breath of the Wild you know you might have, have played a Zelda game that's not quite that same style you know that top-down style and so it's, it's pretty fascinating to see how um, you know a lot of uh, Legend of Zelda fans, you know, that have been playing the game for years, grew up on Link's, Aw- Link, uh, Link's Awakening, uh, you know, they might talk about Link's Awakening, like, that's my favorite game, but, you know, if you ha- didn't grow up in that that time, then you never played that game before, so uh, it's great, to, you know, to kind of revisit it for a lot of, uh, of new fans, and then also have just a totally new experience with Link that's much different than, you know, anything you've kind of played on Nintendo Switch thus far, so, yeah, it's going to be really cool. Yeah, I think it's the perfect kind of game to come after Breath of the Wild because it's, you know, if, if you enjoyed The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, it obviously has a lot of those same kind of hallmark Zelda elements, but it's also very different. So it'd be a very fresh um, kind of adventure uh, for you. And, you know, I have a lot of friends and I, this seems to be a common feeling from what I can tell out there, but I have a lot of uh, friends in particular who for them, uh, the original Link's Awakening is one of their favorite, if not their actual favorite Zelda game. And, um, you know, that might be surprising to some uh, some newer fans if you look back at the old Game Boy graphics and you think, well, that, how could that hold a candle to something like Breath of the Wild? But I think there's a lot of reasons that, um, that the game really holds a special place uh, for a lot of fans. And I think a lot of that has to do with a lot of the memorable, memorable characters and elements and, and, and storyline. Um, Bill, can you, for people that maybe aren't as familiar with the original game, you want to give just kind of general... Um, setup for for what it, what it's all about well yeah and you actually even saw the the setup in the revealed trailer itself um, the original game starts off with sort of a, a pixelated version of the animated intro uh, that we saw where essentially the the idea is that link is returning to hyrule by boat from um, some distant trials uh, that he had gone on um, gets caught in a storm and then in the midst of the storm um, his his boat gets struck by lightning and, and blown to bits, and he washes ashore on this island. Um, and he's got to, he's essentially told that there's no way off the island, and he's got to try to uh, to awaken um, this this creature that lives on the island in order for him to be able to go home. Uh, and so he embarks on on this adventure. And it is, uh, you know, you mentioned the the memorable characters. It's, I think, for. You know, certainly coming after um, the original Legend of Zelda on NES and Zelda 2 on NES, this game was kind of remarkable at the time for the way that it introduced these quirky characters and this storyline into the game um, in a in kind of a deeper way than you'd seen, I think, in, in other Zelda games up until that point. And the characters really come alive. And there's even, as you're playing, you may encounter one or two who, um, some who are, you know, vaguely familiar from the series, if you're familiar with the series. Some, this might be the first game where they, they appeared. Um, and some, you know, you never see them outside of this game. Um, and so it's a really this nice little collection. They've all kind of got their own little stories. That's great. It's really cool. And along those <laughs> lines, I think this was one of the first games for me uh, in the series where it seemed like there was, you know, typically, in, or 
this this isn't entirely true. Even going back to the original Legend of Zelda game on NES, there's a lot of stuff to discover in the overworld. But it seemed like the, the dungeons are where things got really puzzly and tricky, tricky. But in this game, it seems like every screen of the overworld also has some mystery behind it. And a lot of that has to do with the characters or a, a lot of just straight out puzzles you have to figure out. So I felt like it was a very dense game in that regard, that whether you were above ground or below, there was always stuff kind of challenging you to think. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like maybe that's, you know, that lends to the fact that it's, this is a lot of people's favorite Zelda game just because of the depth of the game. Of course, you know, you play a game like Breath of the Wild on, on Nintendo Switch and that looks amazing and it's got, you know, this really cool art style, which which this game also looks like it has a super refreshing art style. But um, yeah, I think the depth of the game, kind of like what you're speaking to, is what makes it really special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that to me, we, one of the things that I love about Zelda is the fact that with just about every entry, they they redo the art style. It's one of the few series where it's just constantly changing with every installment of the game. Um, and, uh, and they've, I think, you know, nailed it again this time with kind of this, the look of, of this little miniature world and Link running around in there. And it's perfectly suited for sort of this 2D top-down view. Yeah, and it kind of has that same quirky charm as the game because this is a game where, or, or rather the original game, was a game where it was... Um, it could have some surprising emotional resonance, but then at the same time, it had some of the goofiest kind of stuff. I mean, there's a chain chomp in this game, and you yeah. see in the trailer that there's a, a, a Goomba that you there are little there are small side scrolling portions. You can actually squish a Goomba as Link. Yeah. Uh, so it's this it's this fun mix of all sorts of, of of stuff and all sorts of flavors for a Zelda game, and and then for this new version for this reimagining. Link just has the cutest little dot eyes yeah. that I, oh, I kept focusing on. <laughs> and the sounds, too. There's something about the sound effects in the trailer where, you know, when uh, things clank against his shield and things, it kind of matches that 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 kind of visual yeah. feel that you're almost looking at these little creatures on a table out in front of you or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it, and it's funny how you mentioned, you know, there's all these weird things in it that are references, you know, like, like the chain job and the Goomba, and it's like, I was, we were talking about this earlier, I was three years old when, Link's, when the original <laughs> Link's Awakening came out, and then I remember playing uh, the Game Boy Color version of the game, and uh, all that stuff wasn't really weird to me, because it was just kind of like, this is the game that I'm playing, and this is really awesome, and so <laughs> I'm just going to keep playing it, but then after, you know, seeing the, the trailer for this game, uh, this reimagining, and kind of, you know, doing my research again, looking back up, and I'm like, wow, yeah, that's really funny, it's got all these weird, quirky elements to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that uh, the DX version of that game for um, Game Boy Color added an additional color-based dungeon. Yeah, it did. In fact, that was that was the uh, <laughs> I worked on the the DX game, and and uh, so that was the first Zelda game I ever finished. Oh wow! <laughs> <Yeah>. wow. <laughs> so I don't. I mean, you, hopefully you weren't three, Anthony. But <laughs> I know, no, I was eight I years was, old. Uh, at I that was that plugging time. away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I was already uh, working for a video game magazine at the time, so. Just another way to make me feel old, Anthony. <laughs> You're doing it all for me, you know? That's right. <laughs> all right, well, um, there was obviously uh, a lot more than just those two games in the Nintendo Direct. Um, and I'm going to read through some of them, and, uh, and then afterwards I just want to ask you guys what kind of pops out to you personally. Um, to start with, I was excited to see um, Captain Toad's Special Edition, the paid DLC. Uh, With the free 14th. free update for co-op in every every level, which is actually I'm really excited about that. Yeah, that's cool. Me too. That's another game that I play a lot with my little boy, and and but we've never been able to play two player. Yeah, yes, yeah, so that's going to be great. Um, Yoshi's Crafted World on March 29th. Obviously, the demo's out now, 
And um, I couldn't be more excited for that game. Yeah. Um, Box Boy and Box Girl, April 26th, uh, 270 new stages, the most in the series. And that's a, a series I don't know if a lot of people have really checked it out, but on, on 3DS, I love those games. Um, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Challenge Pack 1 with Joker. That's coming before the end of April. And then in the spring, we get version 3.0 uh, and also a new Amiibo this year. Uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, we learned a lot more about that game coming on July 26th. And then, wow, Astral Chain, another big surprise oh, from man. Platinum Game on August 30th. And then uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 The Black Order coming this summer. And then finally, Dragon Quest XI-S, Echoes, uh, Echoes of an Elusive Age for Fall. And then uh, lastly here, uh, Damon X Machina, which again has a demo out now and uh, is another uh, really uh, promising looking title. So, but we'll start with you. I mean, obviously, I'm sure a lot of that you're excited to play, but is there any things in particular that pop out to you? Well, yeah, as I mentioned, I think the adding co-op to Captain Toad, and that's a free download that's out, or it's a free update that's out, I think, today, or, uh, you know, launched alongside the uh, the demo, or alongside the Direct itself. Mm -hmm. um, and then, so that I'm just really excited about, because, you know, Captain Toad is sort of the perfect thing to kind of sit down together with, you know, I've got a daughter, and, and she will absolutely love sitting down and playing that together. Um, and then the with the additional courses, it just, I you know, I think... It's funny to have seen how the the Captain Toad sort of journey started um, and then evolved into its own game because obviously those were sort of like these little kind of mini puzzles within Super Mario 3D World, I think it was. Mm -hmm. um, and then they became their own game and now to see them come to Switch, you know, and they're still adding things like co-op play and, and additional levels to me is... As a Toad fan, I'm you know I'm just really excited <laughs> for that. But and you also mentioned um, Box Boy and Box Girl, um, and this it's such a good series. I'm a big fan of how labs, uh, how laboratories. Mm. I've I've you know worked with them for a long time and been big big fans of their work. Um, I love their their logo of the the dog and the egg. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's great. That's great. Um, but the the Box Boy series to me is one that if you like puzzle platforming. It is just, it is absolutely, it's adorable for its simplicity, um, but it is incredible amounts of fun. And, and like you mentioned, this version that's coming to, this new game that's coming to Switch, number one, it's, it's good that Box Boy is back because the last one was Bye Bye Box Boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm glad we're not having to actually say goodbye. Uh, but the amount of content in this is just staggering. So if there is one game that you're like, yeah, I really want to try something from the eShop in the next month or two, I would say. Get get Box Boy. Yeah, I, cool. I totally agree. Obviously, I haven't played the new game yet, but I like I said, I played all the other ones, and um, it's just the perfect kind of addictive time waster, and it's perfect for a portable platform. Uh, certainly, it was for Nintendo 3DS, and it's going to be a great game to play on the go. I think for Nintendo Switch. Yeah, and and, and Bill, you know, as you were kind of talking about the co-op with uh, Captain Toad, one of the great things I've been able to do uh, with Switch with my wife is just kind of introduce her to all these new franchises and games and games that have you know co-op that you know maybe have not in the past. And so uh, with this, you know, I I've played the game, but she has not played the game. So we are definitely going to be playing uh, some co-op Captain Toad. Uh, very soon so yeah that's great yeah I think a lot more people need to discover that game it's it's a real gem and um, you know for me if I had to pick just one thing out of this list uh, maybe Astral Chain because I feel like that that tease was just enough to get oh, me man, so yeah. excited and I still don't know that much about it but you look at the pedigree of Platinum Games and mm -hmm. the people that are involved and uh, it just looks like it's going to be a, a really really exciting game yeah, definitely, uh, you know, when, when that game kind of showed up, 
and you're like, oh, what is this? And then you start watching them more. You're like, oh my gosh. And so I kind of just kept doing that throughout the whole thing. And then the dog comes out and I'm like, oh my God, what is going on? <laughs> this is amazing. I need this now. So uh, that game is definitely like the one that I kind of like popped off at, you know, after seeing it. I, I need the Anthony exciting. reaction video. Yeah. Yeah. The reaction video. Just, oh my God, what is this going on? So yeah, no, the game looks amazing. Um, and, you know, that kind of cool, um, you know, kind of where two characters are kind of fighting at the same time that it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out and all the elements in that trailer just there's a lot of questions but I'm really excited too yeah I think that's just a beautiful looking game and then uh, like you said all the new gameplay mechanics I want to learn more about that and then also the little hints of story that they um, that they show you uh, really gets me excited for for what it'll be like to play through the full game so well, yeah, and I, you know, I, I just love this is sort of I think the what's so great about the partnership between Nintendo and and Platinum Games, um, because to me I look at that and I see the kind of intense action game that you know historically you haven't really seen a lot of on Nintendo platforms. But with this, uh, you know, the the collaboration with Platinum Games, uh, being able to bring stuff like that, uh, you know, and of course knowing that they mentioned, of course. Bayonetta 3 is still in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it really helps to, to round out the library overall of, of what's available on Switch. And of course, that's another game that's maybe coming a little bit sooner than, than people anticipated. Yeah. It's later this year. That's the most exciting thing, honestly, about this Nintendo Direct was uh, of all this stuff, and it's all coming this year. Yeah, a lot of stuff coming this year. And, you know, I'm still playing the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate a lot <laughs> yeah and you how know, many hours is it now uh, i'm at like 230 hours nice. now um and sometimes i feel like i'm the best player ever and then <laughs> somebody quickly just shows me that i have a lot to work on so that i think that's maybe why i have so many hours in the game but yeah just the you know seeing hearing about the upcoming update in that game i'm, I'm really excited to see what that's all about um and obviously we have joker coming which is going to be huge especially for uh, fans of the persona series so um yeah, Super Smash is just one of the few things, but uh, Astral Chain also uh, definitely one of the big, big exciting points for me. Yeah, I feel like Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is this game that kind of, in a way, keeps getting reintroduced with these upcoming DLC. So it's going to ha- have a presence for me all year. Right. You know, in between all these yeah. other games, I'll just keep coming back to that. Well, yeah, and I do feel like the spacing of it's kind of perfect because we just had Piranha Plant release. People are still mastering Piranha Plant, kind of understanding the meta of that character and yeah. mm-hmm. and figuring out you know what you can and can't do, who you who the what the matchups are. And right as you've gotten to the point where you, I think people finally really will be able to have truly mastered that character, then in comes Joker and and gives you kind of a new thing to dive into and really get your get your hands on and figure out okay what's what's next for me. Yeah, keeps kind of putting fresh blood into the into the game. Yeah. Well, speaking of other games that are coming out this this year, I want to turn it over to Player's Pulse. And before actually the Nintendo Direct um, was aired, we went ahead and asked people uh, through Twitter uh, what games they're looking forward to most this year. So obviously they wouldn't have known about a lot of these games we just talked about at that point. But this is a good reminder of some of the other big games that had already been announced for 2019. So I'm just going to list off a few of, of the games that um, some folks mentioned. Uh, Matt Acevedo said, uh, Luigi's Mansion 3, for sure. I love one, and seeing how much was added in Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon makes me wonder what kind of fresh ideas will be included to make Part 3 one of a kind. 
So are either of you big Luigi's Mansion fans? I, I'm a big, big Luigi's Mansion fan. Yeah. I don't know about you, Anthony. Yeah, I um, it's definitely one of those games that uh, I picked up, you know, when I was probably like, what, I think it was like middle school era, <laughs> high again. school maybe. <laughs> Sorry, my memory fades me. But uh, yeah, definitely, you know, and then, and then I played the game again on, on 3DS. So I'm definitely uh, familiar with the game and love Luigi just as a character. Um, so I'm really excited to see what direction Luigi's Mansion 3 takes. Yeah, it was great to play uh, the original game again on Nintendo 3DS recently and kind of get back in the spirit, um, especially knowing that this game's coming down the line. So I can't wait to find out more about it. Um, next from Chandler Keith Lozada says, Sayonara Wild Hearts. It looks amazing and the snippets of music from the trailer sound phenomenal. Uh, now this game, uh, I, I was really glad to see someone mention this game. It's not maybe one of the, the games you would first think of, but it, it really captured a lot of attention when that initial trailer came out a little while back. And it was just so different looking, but it had such style and the music was amazing. Um, I don't even know really how you would describe this game yet. They describe it as a pop album video game, <laughs> but, uh, but it's definitely caught my attention. Yeah, and the visual style of that's another one that I think is just is top notch. It looks it's it looks really cool. It sounds really cool, um, and I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun to play. Yeah, definitely any game where you know right off the bat it feels like it's as much of a like a, a experience with the music and the sounds as it is just visually. Um, I'm super interested in and just kind of seeing you know the the visuals from that game and it seems like there's so many different things happening and. You kind of want to listen to it, but you'd also kind of want to like be really into it. So in the into the gameplay, so uh, yeah, that game just looks really kind of quirky and weird. But I'm really excited for that too. Yeah, it's one of those games you can tell just by glancing at it that whoever made it um, had like a big idea, like a, they were really passionate about some some bold new direction. So you got to see where that goes. Okay, next from Sylvia, um, she says, Animal Crossing. I have so many great memories playing with my daughter and friends, and I'm looking forward to making new ones. I also can't wait to see if any new features are added to the game. And actually, Animal Crossing got the most responses from people uh, on Twitter when we asked what games they were looking forward to. So a lot of Animal Crossing love out there. Yeah, definitely. I know that's that's the one that a lot of my friends are excited for too. Um, and, you know, if, if you're on the Internet, you know, you see people – talking about how many hours they're they're still putting into the game till this day so uh yeah i'm excited for that i mean it's kind of crazy just because there are so many games coming out yeah <laughs> so uh, to think that you know that's a game that's in the lineup but then we still have Link's awakening we still have astral chain we still have you know all these other games coming out it's it's really amazing yeah i know people who are really hardcore into the animal crossing mobile game still yeah. And I think for a lot of those type of people who maybe discovered Animal Crossing for the first time, this will be the first real opportunity they have to dive into a bigger, you know, console version of the of the game. Yeah, and speaking of of Animal Crossing, um, you know, the the mobile game is as as you would expect is something that has kind of grown and evolved since that initial launch and there's a lot more to it that they've added to that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what's really kept a lot of those people so passionate about playing it on a regular basis. Um, so, you know, as you're maybe waiting for um, the Switch game, it might be worth diving in to see what you've kind of been missing out on in terms of those new additions to to Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. Yeah, that's true of a lot of those mobile titles. Is yeah. If you take a, a even a, a few weeks off and you go back in there, it's almost like 
an entirely new experience sometimes. Yeah, and that's one thing I've been trying to do too is, is you know keep up with the mobile game, uh, just to keep myself you know in that that universe. Um, you know, obviously, you know, I can go back and play the play you know Animal Crossing on, on Nintendo 3DS, but um, something about having that mobile game and just being able to dive in super quick uh, is great. And so I'll definitely be playing that leading up to when the game comes out. Yeah, definitely. All right, finally from Poke Experto, if I'm saying that right. Uh, he simply says Pokemon because new generation. So, you know, you know <laughs> we're talking great, a lot uh, yeah, about... Great big, reason. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, we're talking a lot about big franchises here, but you can't forget there's a new core Pokemon RPG on the way that we've announced is coming late this year. So it's going to be a big one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. anytime there's a new generation of Pokemon, it's it's big. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's one that really uh, hits close to home for me because that was one of, you know, Pokemon Red and Blue, Yellow. Those are the games that I, I grew up on. So... Um, I'm just excited for any and everything. Pokemon, still playing Pokemon Let's Go. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, when it comes out, I'll have it and I'll put plenty of hours into it. <laughs> yep, I'm sure I will too. All right, now let's move on to pros picks. Uh, as always, these are the games that we've been enjoying lately. Um, Bill, want to start us off? What have you been playing lately? Uh, well, like Anthony, I've been I've been playing a lot of Smash, but maybe not quite as much Smash uh, <laughs> as as Anthony has. Uh, I actually just uh, this with the last Splatfest got back into Splatoon two and started uh, kind of grinding on on ranked battles again. And I'd forgotten, you know, I think I've I've probably put in a hundred and seventy ish hours into that game and forgotten how much I love it because I'd taken mm -hmm. a break for for a while. So it's good to get back into that. But the thing that um, I've you know, really just recently started on. Uh, it was a game that was, uh, I think people, it got announced probably about two years ago uh, when we were first showing off uh, Switch fairly early on. Um, and it's kind of been, the team's been working on it for a while and then it finally just released uh, recently after it was featured in the last uh, Indie Direct uh, just a little bit ago. Um, and that's Wargroove. Mm. Um, and I, as soon as it released, I bought it and downloaded it, and then it sat on my Switch for a little bit, and uh, I finally just started playing it. And but I'm a, I'm a big fan of of that type of game, and uh, just starting to get my, kind of dig into that, and and I'm really enjoying it though. Yeah, me too. I've been playing it a lot lately. Um, it's, uh, I wasn't the biggest fan of turn-based strategy games until I'd say Fire Emblem Awakening, and mm. I think that game for me, like it did, I think for a lot of people really brought me into not just the Fire Emblem franchise, but into the genre. And I had enjoyed some past games uh, in like the Advance War series mm -hmm. on Game Boy Advance. And I really get that kind of feel here with Wargroove. It's obviously more of a fantasy-based, uh, turn-based strategy game, but it has that kind of um, same strategy where you're manipulating your units on the field and you have to think about um, how you want to spend your 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 gold and, and what you're going to build for the next round. and. What I've really enjoyed is, I've mentioned this a couple of times, but whenever I have the chance, I like playing games with my, my kids a lot. And um, they have a great uh, multiplayer mode in this where you can go against each other. Or a lot of times my son's just starting to learn how to play these types of games. So we'll team up and his army and my army will take on a third <laughs> army that's controlled by the CPU. Um, and I've even played this online a few times. Love the idea, the whole idea that you can create your own levels, not just the levels, but even the own, your own kind of story sequences. You yeah. can really build out your own campaign. There's a lot to this game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. And, and, you know, so, you know, for me, there's a couple games that, like, I'm kind of 
always playing, right? So Super Smash Bros. Ultimate being one of those, um, always Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Uh, my wife and I play that quite a bit, the battle mode online, we play it a lot. Um, and games like Dragon Ball Fighters. So I play those kind of a lot. Um, definitely, I picked up Wargroove just recently and uh, put a, you know just a little bit of time to that, and I really like that style. Um, but one game I played a lot uh, that kind of has a similar style is uh, Into the Breach. And, um, you know, I, I played a lot of that game, uh, especially when I was kind of traveling. I was on a plane, and I didn't want to get off the plane because I had played, like, you know, X amount of hours. And uh, it's really one of those games where, you know, the longer you play, you just kind of accrue more things. And once you die, you can carry those things on in your next in your next uh, play session. But uh, it definitely does make the game a little bit more difficult. So um, that's one that I've been really uh, into recently as well as uh dead cells so those are a couple games that i'm oh, playing right getting now. back into dead cells huh yeah yeah it's definitely one that you know i kind of put down for a little bit and then you know just kind of random popped in my head i kind of want to play dead cells again and so uh it's really easy to just get back in and kind of start that that roguelike adventure again uh that's the type of style of game i really like so yeah, it's a, it's a very challenging game, but you make a good point. It's very easy to, to put it down for all and come back because it's always randomized after that initial start. Yeah. So it's not like you have to remember where you are in the world or anything like that. Well, and it's yeah. funny, you know, I, had, I did the exact same thing where I, I, I actually had hit a wall in Dead Cells where I just like, I was, there was, I couldn't get past a certain point and I put it down and then same thing, literally like three, four weeks ago, uh, I started playing it again. And all of a sudden, everything clicked, and it was like it just felt easier than it did when I put it down. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm loving it again. <laughs> Marinated for you a little bit, yeah. and so you're able to yeah think about that stuff a little bit more. That's great. Well, for me, um, I've been playing a lot of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate as well, and like I said, a lot of Wargroove. But another one I'll mention is Monster Boy in the Cursed Kingdom. Uh, this game came out, uh, I want to say like only a week before Super Smash Brothers Ultimate or something like that. And, and for that week, I was hardcore into it. And then I, like everything else in my life, it all got dropped when Super Smash Bros. <laughs> Ultimate came out. But I've been coming back to the game recently and really enjoying it some more. Um, for anybody who remembers the old Sega Wonder Boy games um, from back, um, like Sega Master System or Sega Genesis, uh, it feels a lot like those. And in fact, a remake of, um, of the game that this is kind of the spiritual successor to came out on Nintendo Switch, I want to say a couple years ago. Um, and uh, and that one was was great. I had a lot of fun with that too. But it's fun to play a brand new adventure in that style. Lots of platforming, some puzzles, um, really great uh, aesthetic. So I think if anybody likes those old school um, kind of platforming, and, and it's a little Metroid-like, and like there's a big world that you're constantly kind of unlocking new parts of. Um, so there's a lot there to, to really dig into. So next up, let's move on to the Warp Zone quiz. Uh-oh. <laughs> now, as always, these uh -oh. are games that came out 10, 20, and 30 years ago, and we're going to be looking at games that were released in the month of February. Ooh, okay, right. you guys ready? Go for it. Okay, here we go. Anthony, are you even 30 yet? Uh, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> you may be at a disadvantage for that one. Yeah, that's okay. So for the first time here, it's 10 years ago. This is February of 2009. Nintendo published a strategy game for Nintendo DS that was a remake of a Japan-only game from 1990. And in the game, when you died, you stayed dead. Any guesses on what this game is? I, I know what this is. I'm going to see what Anthony's got. It's tough going against someone from the treehouse. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, this is a little bit of a weighted table here. Gosh, I don't, I don't have a guess. You don't have a guess? I don't have a guess. Oh. I, I, 
It was Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon. Uh, that's right. Wow. Bill, <laughs> Bill had it down to the... the well, the, the, the big hint is that when you die, you stay dead. That's kind of a staple of the series. Yep. But, but knowing the specific title, that, the that's specific pretty impressive. The specific title, yeah. yeah. And I'm definitely a, more of a recent Fire Emblem fan, so uh, yeah. this, this is good history for me. And this is a um, the original version of this game. Uh, I think was the very first in the series, wasn't it? Yeah, and well, and it was the this. It's funny because obviously, you know, before there were ever uh, Fire Emblem releases in the U.S., there was Smash Brothers, and Super right. Smash Brothers Melee <laughs> uh, had the first appearance yeah. of Marth, Marth in the United States. Um, and but this Shadow Dragon was the first Fire Emblem game that Marth appeared in, which was the original. Um, and so mm-hmm. this remake was a remake of the original game featuring Marth. So, but this was that was the first time that Marth appeared in a Fire Emblem game in the U.S. Yeah, <laughs> so we learned about Marth kind of backwards in a way. Yeah. Well, great. Okay, wow. moving on to the next one. This is 20 years ago, uh, February of 1999. Nintendo published a multiplayer game for Nintendo 64 in which all the characters tried to prove they were the biggest superstar with tug of wars, paddle battles, slot car derbies, and more. Is 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 uh, this one a trick question? <laughs> uh, if you think it's easy, then it probably is. Is Mario Party? That's right. That's right. The very first Mario Party. Can you believe that? Twenty years old now. This month. That yeah. was the very first game I worked on at Nintendo. Was it really? <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, it was the it was the first game I worked on when I was in localization. Uh, before that, I I translated some bug reports on uh, Ocarina of Time. But yeah, that was the first game I ever localized. Wow. So that was uh that was very much a loaded <laughs> a loaded question. Yeah, <laughs> a yeah definitely table. one of my like first <laughs> like you know with a group of friends real party game uh, experience is just where the one I, at least I can remember especially when you mentioned like tug of war that's one of those ones that just sticks in your head from playing yeah. those, all those years ago and I was surprised I didn't realize that the the the, the group arguing over who the, was the biggest superstar was like a, a recurring <laughs> theme because oh, I yeah. remembered that's that's how the the new game starts for Nintendo yeah. Switch oh yeah all right, so 30 years ago, the one advantage you have going here is that <laughs> this is this was not a Nintendo published title. So oh, okay. that's an advantage. <laughs> yeah, so, so Bill, Bill probably still knows it now. <laughs> All right, so this again, 30 years ago, February of 1989, Tecmo published a game for the NES that featured 12 teams in 12 U.S. cities and an unstoppable hero named Bo Jackson. Any guesses? mobile <laughs> you know it's funny because i have a lot of uh, uh big raider fans and so uh they always talk about bo jackson so and we always talk about tech mobile so that that's that one that's one that resonates with me there was a, this kind of came back in pop culture uh, not too long ago because there was a whole like a uh, tv commercial campaign for something i forget what that that featured tech mobile and bo jackson Bo knows. Bo knows. Yeah. That's always the thing where it's like, let's play Tech Mobile, but I get to use Bo Jackson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, before we go, let's um, end uh, with the game forecast. Uh, as always, these are some of the key games that are going to be coming out for Nintendo Switch over the next month. And we're actually going to kind of go from, uh, from here until the rest of February and, and through March as well. So starting on February 12th, we have The Liar Princess and The Blind Prince. On uh, February 13th, Final Fantasy IX. Then on February 14th, we have Steins Gate Elite and also Ali Ali Switch Stance. Then on February 26th, we have Trials Rising. On February 28th, it's Ape Out. And then on March 1st, we have Treasure Stack and Toe Jam and Earl back in the groove. 
And then on March 8th, it's Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn for Nintendo 3DS. And finally, on March 29th, Yoshi's Crafted World. Um, lots of stuff here. Is there anything personally for you guys that jumps out? Yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to Yoshi's Crafted World. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just a big fan of the Yoshi games. You know, they're a different style of platforming. You know, it's not like Mario where you've got a time limit. You've got to get to the end of the stage in a certain amount of time. It's really just kind of about exploring and finding all those little hidden secrets. And I'm just a big Yoshi fan. Yoshi's my, my main and Smash Brothers. Oh, uh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and this game has a lot of charm and personality in it, which I think you probably you know saw in, in the latest Nintendo Direct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that was one thing I did see in, in the you know, Nintendo Direct is that all the kind of fun, uh, just kind of, weird looking things in, in uh, Yoshi's crafted world that were showed off, you know, R- Yoshi racing and flying through the air and, you know, this the flip side and all these things. So um, really looking forward to that game. Uh, one game uh, that you called out there is uh, Trials, which um, I had a, a really, uh, you know, fun experience with that game uh, just a few years back when I picked it up for the first time. And, uh, you know, I really kind of like that, that physics-based style of gameplay and just kind of being right on the edge of something and being able to make it and then all of a sudden something explodes and your guy just like goes flying you know you know 10 miles away or whatever so uh that that's a game that you know i always kind of am am interested in every time i see it yeah i think um you know those sound great Uh, probably if if i were to pick one bill it'd be yoshi because i'm also a big i was such a huge fan of yoshi's woolly world and i Mm -hmm. love when they get really crafty and and really put a lot into that that unique kind of look um, but one other one I'll mention is Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn for Nintendo 3DS because the original Kir- uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn on Wii just happens to be the first game that um, I, I well, it was the game I used to introduce my children to video games. Oh, yeah. Because obviously it was a very easy game to play. And I know they've added a bit more, I think, challenge and, and some additional. The devilish um, mode. The devilish mode, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> to this version. But uh, I have a real fondness for that game because I enjoyed it myself and it, it had a great unique look, but also just being the game that both of my kids that got them into games, uh, you know, uh, it'll always kind of have a special place in my heart. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited about that one too. And, um, you know, I, I've, I've loved every Kirby game. Uh, Kirby Star Allies was was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I, I can't say I play too much uh, of Kirby's um, epic yarns, so... Uh, being able to play this version, and then also there's the devilish mode, which we were just talking about, which seems really cool. Um, I'm really excited to try that part out. Yeah, it'll be cool to go back and, and kind of relive the fun of that game, but also play some some stuff that I didn't before. Yeah. Cool. Well, Bill and Anthony, you guys, thanks so much for coming on the show, and we're going to have to talk a lot more throughout the year as we get some <laughs> of these games finally coming out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure we'll have countless uh, Super Mario Maker conversations. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you won't be able to stop me. Yeah. It'll, it, I'll, it'll get to the point we'll want to, but I'll keep talking about it. Yeah, we'll just put an hour aside every day. <laughs> yeah. about it. All right, well, thanks again, you guys. Yeah, thanks for having thanks us. Thanks a lot. That's it for this episode of Nintendo Power Podcast. If you have any comments or questions you'd like us to consider answering on the show, you can email us at nintendopowerpodcast at noa.nintendo.com. Also, we always appreciate it if you can leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they're ready. Thanks for listening and keep playing with power.